0: Heheheheh! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Sada. And I'm Sada. And this is No Sir No Ma'am, a weekly podcast where we drag our timelines from being trash. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Twitter at NSNM Podcast or with the hashtag NSNM. Um, or you can hit us up on our email at no sirno ma'am at gmail.com. It has been a while to the point where Sada had to remind me how to start off the podcast because the last month and some change has been on one. Like, it's been a lot. <sighs> so disclaimers, it's going to be a rocky start. Okay. <laughs> we're back, but We're we're kind of rusty. Hella rusty. Like so, yeah. the rustiest. So bear with us. Also, um, there has just been too much trash in the news and on the Twitter sphere and on Facebook and in the world and in my house. And I'm just It's it's been um I just want to say that, like, it's it's impossible to cover everything. Like, I, we're not going to cover everything because, Yeah, one, no, definitely.
1: Because we've, we've been off for, like, six weeks or something, right? Yeah, and yeah. And they've probably been the trashiest six weeks of 2016, which is saying a lot because
0: 2016 is not a good year so far. I would um, venture to say that they were the trashiest two, six, six weeks of, like from 2014 to 2016 combined like (laughs) this has been ridiculous like the whole world has gone to shit like it's been extreme like there was so
1: much trash to choose
0: from it's like they took that ramadan guidelines thing that we said and just burned it like burned it while staring us dead in our eyes like look at what i'm doing To what to your peace of mind and your serenity, this is it. This fire (laughs) represents the end of your serenity for all time. Exactly. So Um,
1: anyway, yeah, yeah. That being said, shout out to mihad for compiling all the trash that he comes across (laughs) on the internet.
0: Um, thank you for that, brother. Shout out to the Trash Squad. You are a true friend. Shout out to Manat for tagging me on every single piece of bullshit he comes across on Twitter. Like, at the the podcaster in me appreciates you, but the human being is wondering if you hate me. Like, it's just <laughs> a lot. But thank like, why, you. Why
1: can't you let us be? Why don't you love us? Why, why can't we be but happy? You know what? Just for six weeks. Just let us be happy. Just let us live in denial. It's fine. <laughs> I guess.
0: Ugh, to live in denial. Anyway, <clears throat> so what do you want to
1: start with? There's domestic trash. There's, there's foreign trash, trash. There's international, <laughs> intercontinental trash. It's just a
0: cornucopia uh-huh. what's, of um, garbage. What's, what's your deal? Um, we can start with the international trash. We can okay. we can start with the Black diaspora trash. How about that? Oh my god! This is gonna be so beautiful. <laughs> um, okay. the past six weeks have been incredible in terms Extra. of just general, just general extremism and general like terrorism that that's been and that's been happening. And hatred, and racism, and prejudice, and hate, and mm. and all the all the things that you would not attribute to Ramadan or the Ramadan spirit. That's that's what happened. That's what happened this month. So, um, I guess we can start with uh, a quick rundown, since uh, we have now we've sort of switched places. So you're in Sudan, and I'm. Woo-hoo! not <laughs>
1: i'm i'm the one with the crappy internet
0: now yeah um i'll start with my neck of the woods real quick america has been horrible to black people in the last six weeks um mm-hmm. as it has been for the last 400
1: years but what happens yes, okay
0: but you know no, tea, um, no shade <laughs> the most prominent um names that are now hashtags uh, may they rest in peace are Philando Castile, who died because he had a broken taillight and um, uh, Alton Sterling, who died because he was selling CDs. Uh, They were both killed by police in separate States. Exactly. And mass mayhem ensued protests all over the States. Um, In Dallas, the protests turned ugly when uh, a, an individual assumed to be, or, the who police claimed to be <clears throat> excuse me a uh military personnel sh- open fire basically sniper shot a whole bunch of cops and um was then <coughs> he, he was i don't even know how to phrase this he wasn't apprehended, he was killed by police using a robot bomb, which I thought was a little over the top, but okay. Exactly. Um and of course, you know, that bred a whole bunch of all lives matter, blue lives matter bullshit. Um and yeah, um, America has been has been a mess. And I just want to say that I'm not going to get into the whole all lives matter. I was thing. really looking forward to this episode because
1: Originally, I wanted to go on a rant and explain why I can't deal with all lives matter. Like, it's just every morning when I wake up and log into Twitter and I see that hashtag, I become extremely upset for like half an hour. And I really want to explain to people who just don't get it why it's so offensive but, you know, like, not today. Just, I can't right now. It's, it's too much. I need to put this in writing or something.
0: I can't. I mean, honestly, it's not that hard. It's not rocket science. Um, and anybody who sees that the correct response to Black Lives Matter is all lives matter um, is willfully, either willfully ignorant And or racist and really doesn't see Black lives as mattering. Like that's really the bottom line of it. There's nothing else to say. If you think that Black Lives Matter means uh, everybody else can go to hell, then you are reading something into it that maybe you feel about Black lives. And I'm tired of reading every single like explanation. I'm tired of the different ways in which people have been like the creativeness of trying to explain to people what Black Lives Matter means versus All Lives Matter using everything but actual people. Oh, houses. Oh, uh, illnesses. Oh, animals. Like, really? No, it's not that hard. If you don't see it, it means you don't want to see it, and that's the bottom line. Also, I'd like to just talk a little bit about the celebrities who, I'm not even, you know, I'm not going to go there with the whole, you know, you profit from black culture and then shit all over black lives. Oh, I'm not going to go there. But I will say that after everything that's been said and all this explanation, every single celebrity to come out and say all lives matter like where the fuck are you living dude where 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 are you? Justin Timberlake being like, oh, no, it's uh, all lives are precious, bruh. And then when he got dragged, rightfully so, But you, like... he just didn't even, like, didn't, it was like, oh, I need to learn more or whatever. No, it's been there. It's been there. This is not an excuse. And then what's her name? After, like, two days after Justin Timberlake was dragged all over the internet and it was everywhere and all everybody was talking about it, Jennifer Lopez tweets, all lives matter. Like, are you doing it on purpose? I feel... I feel like you're doing it on purpose i feel like you're willfully using the wrong phrase
1: i i i think that um people like that because if there's even been like a, a whole lot of black celebrities um, tweeting all lives matter like I think it was um, Fetty Wap who said oh, oh yeah no, my kids are half white so all lives matter uh, Christina Milian what like really random people just putting their ignorance out there and I think that somewhere in their really hollow brains they think that you know, that's them transcending race or whatever I, like ew. i don't <laughs> i don't understand i don't know i don't know like especially if wap if if your argument is that your kids are half white so all lives matter that like isn't that more reason though to say that black lives matter because you're kids are like half black and they're perceived by society as black individuals and you know they're in danger of just walking down the street and being
0: shot down by police how but didn't he get dragged and then be like whoa you guys hold on that's not what i meant i totally misunderstood that and i'm so sorry and whatever and i deleted the tweet i think he came back and he was actually like personally responding to other people not that it makes it any better because oh did he yeah i think that's what happened okay i didn't follow through with that because i was like done with his
1: ass i'm like okay fetty
0: oh yeah it was it's it's dumb shit but you know who i'm really surprised about actually i'm not really surprised but um i saw this tweet floating around maybe a couple of days ago about asap rocky and they asked him about what he thought about like Black Lives Matter or whatever, or, like the struggle or the movement. And he didn't care. And he didn't care. He was like, that's not my life. Are you shitting me? He was basically he was like, That's not my life. I wanna talk about, you know, my Problems with girls and my money and my fashion and whatever. I don't want to talk about that stuff. That's not my life. That's not where I live. I live in Beverly Hills and, like, Soho or whatever the hell. Like, whatever. And I'm just like... Yeah,
1: that's okay until you're walking outside your house in Beverly Hills and your neighbor thinks that, you know, you're some kind of thug coming to rob her house and calls the police and you
0: get shot down. That's but, fine. Cool. I like, if that's not your life, like, what okay. universe are you living ASAP? Like, do you really... Do you really believe that your music or your fashion status, like, somehow makes you immune to police brutality or the way that America views black people? Like, are you kidding me right now? It does not. Boy, bye. Like, God.
1: There's honestly, there's so much trash that I wanted to discuss, um, like, surrounding this whole thing. It's. Ugh, I should have made a list. There's too much. Way, there's way too much. All too much. Like there's the the hotep fringe of oh, Jesus. Doing the most as they usually do God. with their fucking um, respectability politics and all these memes um, where it's like you know protesters in whatever jeans and hoodies and stuff, and on the other side it's like a black and white picture of you know black guys in suits
0: suits. yeah yeah
1: like walking behind um martin luther king and they're like oh this is what they're afraid of they're not afraid of you rioting and being ghetto and all of that bitch martin luther king was shot in the face and he was in a suit all of his life what are you talking about (laughs) how is that are you not aware?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you? Oh saying? shit!
0: Okay, How is that? what? That's not so, funny, but low key hilarious. Um, there was,
1: there was that. I also am really annoyed by the people.
0: like who are like Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, is probably rolling around in his grave right now, watching these protests and <laughs> like, really, bro, like what how in what, what do you how? think
1: the civil rights movement was handed to people on a platter like it's for a
0: there's a meme going around with that quote like Martin Luther King Jr. is rolling around in his grave and then and then underneath it says, but how did he die though? And the meme is like this black woman <laughs> with her hand to her ear like please tell me answer the question how did he die though like <laughs> this like convenient please, please. um erasure of like history and facts i love it like mm-hmm. th- how do you how do you m- like fix your mouth to say i was going to i was going <sighs> to i was going to relate this to something that recently happened um with the with the turkish um Upright, or the Turkish coup that failed. Oh my god! I was gonna say something about Yamaatna, but uh-huh. I'm gonna be quiet because I don't want to get in trouble. Um, but it's probably it's the same thing. Like you're in America, go for it. How are you gonna? How are you gonna be like congratulating? You know, oh the oh I'm so glad the coup failed because you know you're our ally or whatever. When you came the exact same way. The,
1: whatever whatever exactly. whatever whatever I, I retweeted something like that on twitter because um i don't remember his handle but ahmed was saying <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, what are you when, on about what is this anyway I mean, that's besides the
0: point
1: so and when Yani in that specific I, the civil rights movement was built on defiance and protest and civil disobedience and all of that. So if you don't know, find out, because like, I'm tired. Read a
0: fucking I'm book. Like, read a book I'm tired
1: Read a book. I can't. Um, another thing that's really, really upsetting about this whole thing is how people consistently keep shitting on the leaders of Black Lives Matter. Oh my God. And, um, like any other social, political, whatever movement, obviously there's room for critique. Um, yes. You can have an opinion about the movement and its leaders and what's happening in that said movement. But, like, how can you be this crusty ass person <laughs> who doesn't even brush their teeth in the morning who has crumbs all (laughs) over their keyboard and like constantly harass DeRay for doing something that he's passionate about like what are you doing with your life I would love to know and the thing is like People attack him for the craziest shit, for having a job that pays well, because apparently he can't relate to the struggle of being a black man in America if he's making 100K a year uh, for being gay, because that's relevant in right. whatever he's doing, apparently. Um <sighs> For, for being like a CIA agent who was hired to like disrupt disrupt the black community. And, and I'm like... Where do people get this stuff? Someone was saying like, is he the black Jason Bourne now? Like, really? Is this where we're at? Seriously, like, like what are we... Oh. But like, why, why? Why do you keep putting so many hurdles in the way of people who are just trying to do good? Why? Why can't you just critique the movement? I don't understand. Why? Why are you such a trash human being? What are you doing with your life? Like, what are you doing to better
0: your life and that of other people? And this is the same. I feel like this is the same everywhere. Like, everywhere that people are actually fighting for something or for a cause, somebody somewhere or some people somewhere have some bullshit to say from, you know, their crusty-ass couches. And I was watching, um... I was watching a video that is part of a documentary that I think they did for The Guardian or the BBC, I can't remember. With um, So Khaled Elbe and a bunch of other artists sort of did like a tour around America. Mm-hmm. And the, the, set, the part that I saw was the one that focuses on Khaled and he was talking about how it's funny to him, you know, him coming here, and the states, by here I mean the states, coming here and, like, reading about the civil rights movement and learning about it and seeing how, you know, leaders of the civil rights movement then and now are treated pretty much the same way as they are in other places, whereas, like, they're completely demonized and, you know, like, mistreated and misunderstood for trying to do something good. And 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 the thing is, like... When you criticize these people with this bullshit that doesn't matter, like DeRay being gay or having a job or whatever, all you're doing is bolstering the position of your oppressor. Like, that's all you're doing. All you're doing is making your position lower, keeping yourself exactly where you are and making sure that you never get progress. Because you're so busy squabbling about some petty-ass bullshit that you don't, you know, leave room or open your eyes to see what's actually happening around you and recognize that, oh my God, I am not a human. You don't see me as human. These people don't see you as human. And you're too busy out here, like, complaining about... Him or complaining about protests or complaining about people being angry. Like, maybe we should just be nice and forgive. That doesn't work. When has that worked? That's exactly what um, Francesca Ramsey was talking about today
1: on her um, Twitter account. She was saying, like... um if you go on the website for Black Lives Matter or Campaign Zero or whatever, their guidelines and what they stand for and what they've been doing are very clear. Right. And if you don't fuck with that, Google is free Preach. and you can just look for something else that you're passionate about that you can focus on. But you can't like why 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 are you mad?
0: Like <laughs> just why why waste your time and other people's and why detract from, you know, why detract from something good and positive? And this is the same everywhere. Like, just like people were, you know, say that the protesters for Sudan in September were all exactly. <laughs> that's all the same shit. It's all the exact same shit, different language. Exactly. <laughs> like, get a grip. <laughs> like, open anyway, your eyes.
1: Wake up. I don't. I can't. I can't deal. I can't deal. So this is the express version of everything that I've been angry about. Moving on to the next point, which is Sudanese people's reaction to what's been happening in the U.S. with Black Lives Matter and all of that. Um, okay, where do I start?
0: I don't, I don't want to go here.
1: I think it's, it's, no, it's no secret that a lot a lot, like a huge chunk of Sudanese, pe- northern Sudanese people are very detached from their blackness because they identify as something else, like as Arabs, they're like Muslims first or whatever. <clears throat> so they feel completely blasé about everything that's been happening in the States and they don't really understand the big fuss. Um, I had a conversation with a person. (laughs) Oh my god, why am I even talking about this? Anyway, so I was talking um about like this whole Black Lives Matter stuff and the movement and all of that. And this guy was like, Well, why do you care? And I'm like, Because like people who look like me are dying because they look like me. Right. Like, it could be me or my brother or, like, my cousins or... Right. Like, what do you mean? Why do I care? <laughs> um, and this guy, obviously, as they always do, was like, well, what about y- your actual people who are dying and Palestine?" asleep? A real-life person said that to me. I thought people only use that line on social media. But no, apparently it's a thing. <sighs> So he's like, he's like, what, like, why don't you care about sleep? I'm like, first of all, not mutually exclusive. I'm like. At all. Mean, at, all think, at all. At oh, all. Ever. me. by like. <sighs> Anyway. So I'm like, first of all, they're not mutually exclusive. Um. So i I am allowed to care about both. It just so happens that you know this is happening right now, and I was talking about it, but okay, and he's like, well, um, I feel like as a Sudanese, you should identify as Arab and Muslim before identifying as quote unquote African or whatever what <laughs> Oh, was she? I was not aware that it was the, <laughs> the identity Olympics. Um. Second of all, let me just say this. I feel like people who grew up in Sudan um, and who are of Arab descent or whatever the fuck they want to call it, and who are Muslims and all of that, don't know what it really feels like to be a minority. Mm. But when you're from. Sudanese diaspora, and you have been a minority your whole life. I mean, I don't know about other people, but I personally identify as black before anything else because that's the first thing that people see. Like, before they know my name, or Arab, or non Arab, or Muslim, or Jewish, or Ziftautin. The first thing they see is that I'm black and that's how I identify. Like, how is that? Also, I don't understand. My
0: identity. I choose how to identify. Like, who are you to be like, no, you're wrong. You should actually be this because. I said so because that's what I yeah. believe. Like, really? Oh, get the fuck out of here. Like, who are you? In the no
1: In Fred. no? and I identify as Arab and Muslim and all of that. Um, once you leave Sudan and other Arab countries, not that it really matters in those countries, but whatever, um, like once you're in, I don't know, Asia or Europe or fucking South America or whatever, people don't really care because you're black. Like, that's that's what they see. So how do you not identify as black?
0: They don't care what flavor of yeah, black you cares. are. No. You're black. That's it. Like, Point blank, period. Move on. Like, nobody, th- nobody wants to take the time and be like, so where exactly are you from? I know. Oh, like- how does that differ from... Nobody cares. You, like, nobody cares. You know
1: how um, you wrote that piece uh, on your blog and you were saying that... Well, you know, as a first-generation Sudanese-American, you can't really identify with the struggle of African-Americans. But it's also kind of your struggle because when your dad leaves the house alone, you're still worried because he's black. Like, nobody cares if he's shaggy or,
0: like, he's black. The cops aren't going to stop him and be like, oh, you're Sudanese? Oh, you can go, sir. Like, that's not going to happen. Nobody's going to, you know... People aren't, won't look at you and see your nationality. They won't see your ethnicity. They don't see where you come from. They just see your color, and that's all that matters to them because that's what this system is built on. And I feel like, like you said, that, you know, Sudanese people are blase about the struggle of, of African Americans in America. And I would rather they be blase about it than actually the opposite, which is what I encounter a lot, which is, well, or oh my God! Zaten. Diamond, and they the crime. They a lot and wild like, falling for all the white supremacist bullshit that is propagated in the media, on the internet, in movies, whatever, and then just spewing it out with no, like, firsthand knowledge. Nothing. Just, just whatever you saw on NBC2 that night. <laughs> like, I feel like we need to make here. a flashcard
1: of shit that is said but is not true. Like black on black crime is a myth. Um, you, you, black people are more violent. Also, not true. Uh, and this is like based on science, based on statistics and stuff.
0: Actual statistics. <coughs> Um, fish What else do they say? But you know what? Bottom line, regardless of everything that they say, bottom line is, if you don't know, Grace, if you don't have actual factual information, or if you do not live this, please refrain from speaking about it like you know. I, there's one. It's one thing to be like, "Can you explain to me?" You know, the struggle of blacks in America or hey this is what I think but what do you think and be open to discussion that's one thing I don't mind that what I do mind is you trying to tell me how to feel and tell me what's what when a you've never been to America b you have never lived as a minority and c all your information is based on what you know you see on TV or whatever, or what your parents told you, and they've never been to America, and they've never lived as much. Like, I don't want to hear it. I just don't want to hear it. If you are not educated about this, and you don't want to educate yourself, then just shut the fuck up. That's that's, that's really the bottom line for me.
1: Someone on um, Twitter, it was a girl, but I can't remember who. I'm so bad at this, I'm really sorry. But someone on Twitter made a really good point, and she was saying that... this same anti-blackness that Sudanese people have for African-Americans it is what makes them so blasé about what's happening in Sudan. Yo. Like in Facts. That food and like Jibal and Nub and all of those places. This is why people don't care because they feel like they don't... These are not your people. Right. You know, you're not... They're not... Oh my God. This makes me so upset. I can't even... I... I Okay. We'll we'll get there when we get to, like, the whole South Sudan mm. story because that, like, opened a whole of...
0: trashy ash can of worms. It was a can like... of, like, decrepit, you know, rotting worms. That's what that was. And I just, I didn't even, I couldn't, I it debilitated me. But we'll get to that in a second. You know what? Let's move on to that. <laughs> I just have one thing to say to the young or old brother, whatever the hell you are. So this dude comes at me with, you know, why are you caring so much about um, black people in America when, you know, they couldn't give two shits about you? And why don't you care about your own people in Darfur? And why don't you care? First of all, I will say what Sarah said earlier, which is not mutually exclusive. Just because I care about one thing doesn't mean that I'm incapable about caring uh, you know, uh, incapable of caring about anything else. Number one. Number two, bro, you don't know me, so you don't know what the fuck I care about, and I would like you to remain that way, just step off. Three, Darfur is not the only place in Sudan that is suffering, and I will say that, and no, and this is not me throwing shade at the Darfur struggle, not at all, but the whole country is shit. The whole country is shit. We are all oppressed, okay? To different degrees, I will agree wholeheartedly, but I feel like people use that just to make that argument. In the same way that people use "all lives matter" to counteract "Black Lives Matter," is the same way that every time we talk about something, people say, "Well, what about that for?" You don't give a shit about that for if the only time you bring it up is to, you know, shut somebody else down or counteract somebody else's point. Exactly.
1: Really good point. That reminds me. Um, I follow this girl. Um, she's a black French girl. Um, and she's also, like, really active with, like, civil rights in France and all of that. And she was saying, like, all you crusty ass... Arabs who come at us for standing up, you know, for black people in America and you're like, oh, well, what about full sleep? and what about Syria and what about this and that? You're the same. You know how in Paris, in Arab owned restaurants um, where they have shawarma and stuff, they always have like a little box for donations for either for like children of Palestine or like Syrian refugees or whatever. She's like, you're the exact same people who would never leave a single dime in one of these boxes. Like, and as soon as we talk about black people, you're the first people to come and jump and you're like, what about Palestine, And what about Syria? Well bitch, go like go donate some money or like give them your change. Go sit down. Or, somewhere. <laughs> just go sit down. Seriously. It's always used to deflect from whatever you're talking about. It's never like right. they never care until you care about
0: something else. <sighs> oh my god, anyway. طيب next up equally
1: trashy do you want to um, move on to South Sudan
0: yes I would can you please uh, yeah I would I wouldn't but I would yes mm,
1: God. can you like summarize what's been happening
0: um, so okay I'm not entirely clear five days ago a ceasefire was called after um, Attacks erupted in the capital of South Sudan, Juba, and it is said that it is due to the rivalry between the president, Sid Vakir, and his vice president, Reik Mashar. That's the um, condensed version. Uh, I won't get into the details because honestly, I don't understand the situation, and it seems pretty complicated, Um, and that's not the point of why we're bringing this up. It is very, very tragic that this happened, and I'm sad that after five, you know, this kind of comes around the same time of like South Sudanese Independence Day. Yeah. So I'm, I just, it's just really sad that it
1: is, and like 300 people lost their lives, right. and um, apparently more than 30,000 people had to flee Juba. Jesus. Um. So yeah, it's just I mean, tragic. It's, it's,
0: um... Yeah. So when you take an already heartbreaking situation and then you add the bullshit of prejudice and discrimination to it, it just makes for, like, I just, the sound of a million mararat it forget, Well, that's what I'm hearing. People, Sudanese people, North Sudanese people, across the internet, decided that it was a good idea to In this situation to quote. Talking about <sighs> See that's what you get for Wanting to be independent And that's what you get for Wanting to be your own country How do you fix your mouth To say these vile horrible words How What Are you living in Listen. Of peace and security I, I
1: usually like just in general love a conspiracy theory and i'm like 99.9 percent sure that this northern Sudanese government is not innocent in whatever is happening in the south i don't doubt like that i'm sure all. that they're still doing the absolute most and trying to stir the pot every single way they can and they just I don't think they're leaving it alone, so
0: I just I just you know, all of that aside, all of these like political moves and whatever aside, you as a private citizen, you as just a human being, how can you say something like that? How can you see somebody else's suffering and 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 rejoice from it? I don't understand that at all. What have they done to you for you to feel so much hate for them. So why are you how are you how is this a gloating moment for you? It's not like you wanted them to stay and then they they left and then you're like, you know, heartbroken about it. This isn't a fucking breakup. This is people's lives. Like the how are you so close-minded and so selfish? I think the the the
1: most interesting thread that brought out all the crazies um, was uh, I think it was it the yeah it was it was Sudan Voices right oh, that had a poll was it uh-huh. where they're like um, I muted them would panel. you be would you be for or against um, oh, the South yeah. reuniting That's with the North? That's true. And I'm like, first of all, why are you asking these crusty-ass Northern <laughs> Sudanese people? It's not our place it to really, say really, or decide or even really, give an opinion on this. Like, what do you even... What? Why? Oh, well, she... Tanishi, like, the comments were insane. In- like... The stuff that I read on that thread, it was like a car accident. Like, I wanted to leave, but I couldn't. Away. Like I just kept staring at the re- It was insane. Like, I read the most ridiculous shit. Um, some very sensible person said, well, first of all, it's not our place to decide whether, you know, they should reunite or not. Not at all. And Tanishi... Um, regardless of whatever is happening right now, they had very good reasons uh to want to separate because they were treated as second class citizens yep. and why would anybody want that? And people went off like she was crazy. And I'm like, But how are you not aware of this? People were like, Oh my god, that is some bullshit. What? <laughs> And like they, they, oh my god, this one guy, he was like, um, okay, are you following okay, me? Good night. So Goodbye.
0: he's like,
1: <laughs> Sayonara. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no, but he's like, he's like, um, we're a very poor country, and whatever we had, we shared with them. Uh, what the fuck? F- we He's like... He's like <laughs> it's not that we have jobs for them, but we don't want to give them jobs. It's just that there's no jobs, first of all. And second of all, they don't want to work because they're lazy. And, you know, they have this complex of isti'bad and they think that we're out for them. And I'm like, how... Sir, where this episode needs to
0: come with a trigger warning.
1: Well, that tweet should have come with a trigger warning, but nobody warned me. So this is this is it, yo. And I was like, like, honest to God, I just held my head and like I I didn't know what to like. I was like, okay, I I I need a break from all of this. Like, I can't. I I don't know how you can be so completely utterly 100% oblivious to other people's suffering and okay I understand I that Inta, if, if you're not like really but how though because even if you are the oppressor and you're not aware of you know what it's like to be the minority and all of that at least you know you're oppressing people or do you not like I don't Here's
0: the, How? Here's, this is Explain. Houseway. This is something that I've been thinking about for a, a few days now. And it's the, it's the fact that we lived as one country, but we work, we, and we, now you can still argue, we remain completely separate people. So, um, our interaction, our, as North Sudanese, our interaction with... South Sudanese people or people from the south of Sudan is so limited and so restricted to certain situations or certain circumstances that over the years, and please do not misunderstand me, I am not excusing this in any way, but this breeds exactly that mentality of this is all for us but well, we're giving you these things because I only I only ever interact with you. I don't interact with you as a human being, as a person who is my equal. I interact with you as uh, somebody that I view historically as having been enslaved by me and my people, or I view you as somebody who, you know, washes my dishes or cleans my house or whatever. Whatever kind of service job. But then you're aware of that. That's the thing. So when you. Like it's something you see around you. Right. But it, at th- that point, it becomes part and parcel uh, of how you see that person. Do you see what I'm saying? If you are already somebody who is inclined to oppress or inclined to not see the humanity in people right you're going to relate that person's socioeconomic position or their job with their identity so when you relate that person's socio-economic position or their job to their identity you don't see them as human you see them as a job you see them as a service right and that's where that comes from that's where that that line of thinking comes from like oh well I mean. You're lucky enough that I'm allowing you to, you know, clean my clean my house or do my dishes. Um, you should be driving the Sereksha because that's where you belong. But look at all these Northern Sudanese that all, oh, they all have you know degrees and they're all driving rakshad because i in al the kif however not basically saying or implying that south sudanese are not educated south sudanese don't have degrees and therefore don't understand that struggle of being an educated human and not getting opportunity you see what i'm saying like it's so twisted and so vile yeah and i feel like i mean i was thinking about this from my own perspective i don't think i've ever had until the internet i don't think i'd ever had a conversation with somebody of South Sudanese descent or somebody from the southern part of Sudan. Never. A face-to-face conversation? Seriously? Never. That's really... And I feel okay. like there are a yeah. lot of people who are who also experience that. And maybe that's because I didn't live in Sudan for most of my life or I mean, whatever. I, I have, but, but
1: they're, they're usually like older people because my mom has... You know, a few South Sudanese friends and colleagues. Right. And my
0: my dad, the same. My parents, the same thing. Right. But I feel like our generation is a, a, a little, a lot more separated or segregated than theirs was. Yeah, that's true. And I'm not, you know, this isn't the same experience for everybody. Obviously, I'm not speaking for everyone. I'm speaking for myself. But I think that that also breeds a lot of, like resentment can be or just plain misunderstanding plain ignorance but the difference is that you have to just because you you see things a certain way or just because your experience in a certain way does not mean that that's the reality of everybody's situation or that's the reality period and that's the problem like when people say oh um same argument the same argument that sunnese people make about Black Americans is the same argument that they make about a you Jew know, being that's the exact same argument, and it's the same argument that white people make about black people in America.
1: And that's that's what I was saying. That's why they're they're so blasé about anyone who they feel is not "quote unquote" their people, because apparently their people is like other Arabs, right? Which is not true, because other Arabs don't view us as their people, right? Unless it's, you know, to stand up for Philistine or whatever, because we dare to care about something else.
0: Also, I feel like this isn't just limited to our, you know, to the view, like North Sudan's view of South Sudan. I feel like it's also the reason why we don't relate the same to the struggle in that Darfur or to the struggle in the Nuba Mountains. Because we don't see, because we're so wrapped up in our own tribalism exactly. that we don't see those people as our people. But the reality of the situation is You don't see those people exactly. as yours That's why they don't hurt you the same way It doesn't hurt you the same way to see them die Because they're not They're not They Or they're not They right? do and, and, and it's just like It's all ludicrous It's all completely ludicrous I feel like we need to make an active And you know Concerned effort To have open discussions and interactions with people who are other than us, who are different from us in whatever way, whether it be culturally, whether it be different, you know, tribe, ethnicity, different nationality, whatever.
1: I think we should also make more of an effort to call out and check people who say this kind of bullshit. Because if you're saying it out of ignorance, or just because you're completely unaware of the existence of other people struggling around you that you are oppressing, um, then I feel that we we need to like make them aware. We I, like we need to do something. I just feel like even the people who don't really have any prejudice and. Um, you know, don't relate to that kind of mentality. When they hear stuff like that, they don't really, they're like, oh, okay. They disregard it. and thats It's what it is here. And, you know, what are you going to do? I feel like people need to be less passive about this kind of stuff.
0: I agree. Um, Somebody was talking about, I don't remember who it was, but somebody was talking about, um, like, dragging your elders for just saying the most fucked up shit. Oh, kutuf. Yeah, there you go. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like it, you know, it needs to start, and it needs to start at home. Like, if you see your parents or your family saying something completely out of pocket and something, you know, racist or prejudiced or ridiculous or whatever, you need, you have a responsibility as an upstanding human being who knows better to do something about it. And I'm not saying, like, cuss your parents out or whatever, but even just saying something to them respectfully, like, hey... That's not cool. Exactly. Um, And that's it. Like, that's all it needs to be. Like, making it clear that you do not agree or you do not subscribe to that and that you feel like what they're doing is wrong. That's it. That's all it takes. But it also, you know, that's also what you see on the internet. It's not just, you know, you or your family. It's also, it's everywhere. Like, your friends. The people that you follow, you know, and the person that's, that's getting dragged, like, if you get checked for something, or if you get dragged for something, depending on how heinous whatever you're saying is, if you get checked or dragged, don't be mad about it. Like, try to understand where the other person is coming from and what they're trying to tell you, because at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> like, do, um, you know, that conversation that I tagged you in where. Um, I think Doha was trying to drag this guy for saying something really horrible, like I can't remember what he actually said, but it was like really, really disgusting.
0: Oh, and he came at her with some Right? Yeah, and yeah. And then yeah, he yeah. came yeah. at her much sideways. Yeah. Upside down. I was He like, came <laughs> at her upside down, I did what would like Kalam. And it's always like a it's all, the, always the people who are the most ignorant attack. Attack you personally. You attack their what they're saying, and you attack their argument, and they come at you with. It's always about your person, and I and I just I'm just like that's the first sign that the person you're talking to is not worth the 140 characters that they're tweeting. Like exactly, it's it's, it's sad, and I'm just uh, I feel like we need to make an actual concerned effort. It's not enough for you to be, you know. Aware, but I mean
1: like de uh-huh, like what what are you like honestly i I, I give boss, up because yeah. i i don 't know what to say to you if i 'm trying to explain that what you 're saying is extremely prejudiced and ignorant and like you 're talking from the side of your butt. And the first thing you have to say to this girl is Like, what are you even going to say
0: to this guy? Just, what? <laughs> like, there's really no way around it. <laughs> because what are you, you going to say? Like, there's okay. so much trash. Oh Bye. my God, we are such trashy people.
1: We are a trashy people who need an education and some humble pie. I agree. Just a big round of humble pie to everyone. You get humble pie, you get humble pie, everybody gets humble pie.
0: Which brings me to my next point, which is is, I think uh, accounts like Sudan Voices Mm -hmm. are one of the few who actually foster debate and discussion. And that's, as far as I understand, the point of this account and so as a moderator or as a curator on the account it's your responsibility to open up these you know not only just open up these topics of discussion even if they're uncomfortable even if you think that they're inappropriate or whatever I think it's good that there is a platform and there are people who are willing to you know and, Mm -hmm. and, and like these kinds of topics I think it's great However, as a curator or a moderator, you have the responsibility to do so fairly, girl, and to you know to um, represent the discussion exactly for what it is for what it is with all the different viewpoints and all the different this week arguments.
1: on Sudan Voices was so annoying. It took all of my willpower to not jump on that train, right?
0: And I feel like this week, the curator, you know, no tea, no shade, no shade to you, bruh. But I feel like he failed at that. And for the first time since I started following Sudan Voices, I had to mute. Because I felt like it wasn't about the discussion. It was about his personal the curator's opinion. personal opinion. And, and this is not just me. I feel like a lot of people felt this way and they were tweeting about it. That... The curator was only retweeting the opinions that supported his own... And the thing and is... The, you know, the arguments that supported his the own The thing
1: opinion. is, a lot of people were like... Um, and they're like, oh, haha you know, people are coming at you. Um, and they're, you know, trying to check you because you're not, quote-unquote, open-minded. Right. And that's not it, though. It's not that we disagree with, you know, whatever opinion he had to share with the world. It's just that it wasn't his place to share it like that because also, that's not what the account was for
0: As a moderator and curator of this account you any personal response that you have to give to someone you do from your personal account you don't do it from the Sudan exactly. voices account that is incredibly unprofessional yeah. and it just defeats the purpose like you can't attack people from you know from from that account and speaking for that account it's unfair also that's not to say that people people had I feel like people were attacking him and some people were being very mean and I feel like that comes with the territory. When you take over like when Mihad was 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 curating the account, people were coming at him all types of sideways. And as a moderator, he was very objective about it. He was very like respectful in the way that he responded to them, but from his own private account, he could dra- right, he could drag them however he wanted to cuz it's his private account, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. But you have a responsibility to be fair and be respectful and cordial when... And not talk about here's, private things. Like here's I, what I think. I think part of
1: it is that whoever um, gave him that account for the week, Account akaunda, should have explained all of this to him and gave him guidelines. Right. He, like... That, You know, like, that was their responsibility to let him know what the account was about, what curating and moderating it was, you know, entitling and all of that. Right. That's part of it. Second part of it is that when um, people started criticizing the way he was doing things, he should have actually listened. And I felt like um, he got offended. And so he didn't really... Like he didn't take the criticism because basically he was in his field. To be fair, about what people were telling. To be him. fair,
0: from what I saw of his responses to people who were criticizing him, he was not rude to them, as far as I saw. And I'm not sure if the high know like in the whole like But I agree with you. No,
1: he was not rude. But like the whole thing was very emotional.
0: Right, but I, which is not the
1: point when you're creating when you're curating that And account. I agree
0: with you that he while he was not offensive to people who were criticizing him he also did not take their critique into consideration at all like he just kept doing whatever he was doing and you know just like responded with a smile or whatever which is fine I mean it's fine that you're nice about it but they're critiquing you for a reason because the account is important to them or because what you're doing is wrong in some way. And it's not because, you know, it's not a personal attack on you. It's speaking on behalf of the account of Sudan Voices. Also, one last point that I want to make about that, and I am in no way affiliated with the Sudan Voices team. I don't speak for them. I speak for myself. And this is my own personal opinion. If you want to curate this account, please be prepared.
1: I completely agree. All the weeks where... The, the content was subpar. It was mainly because people were completely unprepared. And they had no idea what themes they were going to talk about, how they were going to propose a debate. And it's
0: clear from what you're tweeting, it's clear to everyone that you didn't really have a plan for this and that you're just, like, tweeting whatever. And so what I feel like happened this week is when you start tweeting about what do you think about the Turkish coup, like, bruh what does that have to do with us like if you ask that question within the framework of like sudan's relations with turkey or whatever
1: oh do you support the turkish president and i'm like
0: when you tweet the turkish president's picture and be like hey what do you think about this what does that have to do with us please relate it to something that makes sense to us talk about the Turkish you know the Sudanese diaspora in Turkey or talk about our our relations with, with Turkey as a country as Sudan but that doesn't make sense to just be like oh this is happening in the news what do you think about this that what does that have to do with the account at all so please just you know if you want to curate the account for the sake of all of us as participants and audience just be prepared just know what you want to do and if you don't know what you want to do then step back. Tell them. I think it's fine for the. I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm just speculating, but I'm sure it's fine if you said that you want to curate. Then you can't come up with an idea and you tell them, hey, you know what? I can't do this because I would rather bail than yeah. put out some bullshit. Like I feel like that's that makes sense. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. The the really funny part though, even though I admit it is petty as fuck, is when um people started getting his receipts. <gasps> like people were so frustrated with this guy and the fact that he wasn't listening and he was only RTing um you know responses that whatever went in his general direction all of that. And they came up with mad receipts. <laughs>
0: like, I love Mace and So that was, so was, was kind of fun. Yeah, that was fun to watch. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think we should move on. Let's. Uh, I think the last point that we have is. Oh, mm, Lord. Yeah, I feel you. Would you rather talk about the pants law? or would you rather talk about el banat jabat let us please discuss the pants law because el
1: banat jabat is um, <laughs> the exact same debate that we've had over and over every <laughs> single week on this podcast el banat halawa banat ma baarif banat okay we get it thanks bye we've been
0: there which brings us to the pants law which is really not i mean it's not news but you know, again, I feel like when things are slow or things are difficult, you know, الخartوم, When people
1: he, are bored, right?
0: People are if you hit the lega, then they just bring this up, and everybody is right on time with Pretty how distracted much. they get and how defle- you know, how effective it is at Pretty deflecting much. from the actual issues. So uh, the mm-hmm. governor of Khartoum basically decided to not, I mean, they're already instated, but to revive the public decency laws, which includes um, arresting women for wearing what they what is deemed uh of which are pants, apparently. And um, I think in the, I don't remember when it was, but, you know, a few weeks ago, a bunch of, uh, there was a picture going around with a bunch of women who were arrested on Shara'anil for, you know, for wearing pants um or that was the story anyway and I just feel like you know y'all are it's real it's the it's easy it's easy to trick you it's easy to distract you you're very distractible you're easily distracted so easy I mean the mention of pants the mention of them and Uh everybody foams at the mouth
1: the Sudanese um Sudan voices or whatever also discussed oh yeah um, that was I think
0: the first topic exactly
1: and yeah, what do you know? It brought out all the ignorant, you know, worms from the can
0: out into the world. Yep. and you know all that. Uh, if if she's wearing, if I can see the shape of her body, then you can't blame me for you know harassing her or attacking her or 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 raping her or whatever. And it's just like I'm just getting tired, y'all. If
1: I see the shape of her body. <laughs> Somebody
0: made the argument that, you know, I think this was a young lady who made the argument that men, I could be wrong about, about her being a lady, but I mean, that men are visual creatures. And so, you know, it makes sense that they would be so powerless in the face of A woman wearing pants. Uh-huh, and what are women? Women are auditory creatures. They are... Oh, are
1: we? Orally
0: stimulated. Orally, A-U-R-A-L-L-Y. Stimulated, right? And that's why we don't suffer from what men suffer from. We don't suffer the same way that they do when they see a woman, you know, dressed "Quote unquote indecently," oh. which is like,
1: "Okay, thank you for so taking." So, like, a- if if I'm listening to Maxwell on the street, I'll just like walk around dropping my panties. Pretty originally.
0: much, yes that's exactly like what I it don't, is. every time you hear the, the a man's voice you should just turn on like a light. Or like I'll, I'll go rub on him man <laughs> or like grab his butt you' <laughs> Like just, you know what do you we keep saying this and I'm I'm just amazed at the ability of people to absolve young men from responsibility so easily. We always you know talk what I'm about really
1: amazed.
0: Hold on, by. We always talk about how women are, you know, emotional beings and they can't control themselves and their emotions, and that's why they want oh, yeah. to be trusted, right? We can't trust women with anything because you're too emotional, you're too crazy all the time. Yeah. And yet it's we are, you know, yet we're also portrayed as these like you know superhuman beings in the face of of temptation like exactly. a woman is never going to be tempted because that because she's a woman even exactly. though her emotions can send her over the deep end at any moment she nope. can magically control herself from any temptation meanwhile the most rational beings on the planet aka men cannot control themselves from touching attacking Physically, a woman, just because she is dressed in a way that makes her attractive to them. Malakin visual
1: beings, what are you talking about, Sarah? And I
0: don't understand the logic. You are a rational being who is cool and calm and in control at all times, except in the face of visual temptation.
1: Bruh. And the same guy who made this argument of, well, if you can see the shape of your body, how are you going to control yourself? Was like, <laughs> Like, with this same logic, inta hawan, inta ma lakin. Because if you were a human being, a logical, rational being, you would be able to control your impulse. But
0: you can't. Which means you must be an animal, a, a cow, you are an or animal. something. You are a dog, or you know, a wildebeest, a rabbit, um, a panda, whatever floats your boat. You are something other than human if you cannot exercise basic self control. I just don't understand, and my Sudanese brothers, man, I love you, but check yourselves. When you make that argument, you're only making yourself look bad. It has no bearing on the woman. It has everything to do with the fact that you're saying that you're so weak, you cannot control yourself at all. And not only can you not control yourself, some of you go so far as to argue that you're so weak that you cannot keep yourself from harming a woman, right? From taking her forcibly just because you are tempted, because you are that weak. You actually make that argument like it's a sound argument. I don't understand how you can allow that for yourselves. Like, how can you accept that for you? If we're going
1: there, okay, the شنو is between the pantalons ضيق. Oh bit oh or she has like crazy really pretty eyes or some. like where where's the limit right? when has a piece of fabric ever ever changed anything for women being harassed also like sisters out there in niqab or are being yeah, harassed, yeah. how is it different from a girl who's wearing bantolong? like how what
0: is your logic also, I think the thing that upset <laughs> me the most and what made me mute Sudan voices this week was seeing and I and I hope I, I mean I stuff a lot if I'm wrong, but I believe it was the moderator himself who was arguing that um, the decency of a society is directly proportional to the way that the women in that society represent themso- present themselves. Houseway. So he was saying and I I forget the the actual words that he used. I don't have the direct quote. But he was basically saying, and people were like, wait, explain that to us. Explain how Lipsal Banat equals Al Akhlaag Filmutama. How does that, how do those two correlate? And he was making the argument, and I just couldn't. I just, I was like, mute. Cause, bruh, no. When you put the responsibility, your moral responsibility, on somebody else, how. How? I, th- that wasn't even. There was no statement. Wait, <laughs> just how? How, how do you put way? your moral responsibility on somebody else? How do you say uh, Sarah is responsible for how I conduct my, you know, what from my moral compass? If Sarah's moral compass is skewed, therefore my moral compass is skewed. That means that you don't have free will. That means that you don't have a brain. That means that you're just blindly following. But I can who? Who? Command- the
1: the Oh, the, the main point of his whole argument was that beyond this whole Bantalon um debate was that to him an ideal society is a society where you have sharia but it's executed quote unquote the yes. right way. Because he's saying um he was saying the problem in Sudan is that El del and this is not really Sharia, blah, blah blah all of that. But if it were um properly executed yeah on people, then we would have an ideal society. And a lot of people were making the argument of well, religious ruling has never made for a fair society and most developed countries where people mind their own fucking business and everyone lives peacefully are a secular state. in a debate like this with someone who profoundly believes that you should impose Sharia, like that's just uh, like I just I strongly disagree on that point and I just can't talk to you about this. If that's what you think, cool, alright, then okay, you do you, but I strongly disagree. But I think
0: it also misses the point when you argue, oh, I, you know, it's fine to believe that a sharia is the proper way to rule. That's totally fine. But what does that have to do with the price of tea in China, bruh? You already admit that sharia is not imposed properly here. So what does that have to do with our current situation? That does not solve anything. We've already established that this is not working here, right? That people, these people, whoever, and not just ours, but across the Muslim world, right? The countries that are imposing Sharia are not doing it properly. So what is the solution? The solution is not to say Sharia needs to be imposed properly. The solution is to say, if we cannot impose Sharia properly, what can we do? How can we do it? Do we change the people? Is it the people or the problem? Is it the system that's the problem? Is it the way that we're viewing it that's the problem? Like, man, I don't know.
1: Like the the, the whole debate was just weird. Like, I, I have nothing to say about this. We've discussed this, you know, women's clothing a million times on this podcast before. I really don't want to go there anymore. My only point is that people keep acting like... Like, when we protest this, you know, new pants law or whatever, people think that... That's not the point. I don't want to wear hot shorts <laughs> in Sudan. I don't want to wear, you know, like a mini skirt and a deep plunge fucking body... That's not the point at all. I understand, you know, tradition and people's sensitivities and all of that. I just... Like, for example, you're going to wear whatever your mom was wearing when she was your age. I would do that in a heartbeat, like wear a dress and a white taupe. I would do that every single fucking day. But I will not in a million years wear a black abaya and walk down عشان right. al I'm sorry. No, that's that's just no, that's not going right. to happen.
0: Also, since, you know, as for you as a person who loves conspiracy theories, I think every time they come up with this shit, it means that somebody and he just wants to sell it. And so this is how you force <laughs> Probably. people to do it. Like, don't just look Probably. at things at face value, especially when the track record has been so shitty. Don't just look at things at face value and be like, oh... That must be it. It must be because Therefore, they're trying to protect us from that. No. Look deeper. Look deeper. Ah, goddamn. You've seen it. You've seen it before. I don't understand. Ah. Anyway, anyway, so um, I... Uh, I'm, I'm done. Yeah,
1: so am I. I. Aslan, aslan, I came to Sudan with not like one skirt. I do not own a single skirt or maxi dress. Or like, I don't. Um, and I plan on wearing my jeans around Khartoum as an act of defiance. Yep. So if I get arrested and I'm not here next week, you know where to ask for me.
0: Okay. Anywho. Uh, no, sir, no, no, what? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Jesus. It's been so long. I'm just, there's so much trash. I can't even say the word yes. Um... (laughs) i got i'd had i had a yes
1: ma'am, but I completely forgot where I stashed it. I think I took a screen capture somewhere. I'm gonna have to look for it maybe next week. okay all
0: right <laughs> well i have a yes what uh, did I have a yes sir um no, i didn't um well, I have a yes sir by 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 extension i guess <sighs> all right. Let me let me collect myself because I'm like I'm still residually angry. Um, mm-hmm. my yes ma'am for this week is a young lady by the name of Inas Ismail, she is an artist, and uh, I discovered her on Instagram. I want to say, yes, I discovered her on Instagram. Okay. And she does a bunch of different kinds of art. She does painting, pottery. She like does photography, and her, her, her art account is called Alfenjiri. Uh, oh, I love and her. And she does, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. She does, um, you know, her her art is sort of like centered around women women in the Sudanese woman, yeah. woman, the Sudanese female form, and this chick. Puts on the tobe like oh, no. yeah, I've I have seen those ever pictures. Seen, mashallah, yeah. mashallah, mashallah. So yesterday, no, yesterday, 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 whatever, sometime in the space-time continuum, she posted. Um, uh, she shared photos from a new project, and it's uh the set of photos that I saw were four photos of her, uh, dressed in a line. Oh green my god, I've seen this with those. um a headdress. The photos are fucking incredible. She looks incredible. She is incredible. She snatched me bald. And I tell you that I stared at those photos all day long. I couldn't do anything else. I'm for you, girl. I kept coming back to them because they made me so happy. That was probably a good day. It was, and it made me so proud. You have no idea. Like I was like emotional with how beautiful photos were so my yes ma'am goes fully wholeheartedly to Inas ismail we will tweet those photos we'll tweet her art account um, on instagram um you can follow her i believe at Inas ismail hi uh, We'll we'll tweet all that stuff she's 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 amazing she's amazing and i love her and i have no edges because of her um related to that is the photographer who took her pictures? Who is at Ahmed Carter on Twitter? Um, not clear if he's Sudanese or Somali. I'm not clear about that. I'm not sure. But he took the pictures, and he's an, he's amazing. He's incredible. If you look at his, uh, he has a lot of other photos that he shared on his Twitter account, and I believe he also has an Instagram, which I will share, which we will share with you. Um, He's an amazing photographer. He has a very, very nice eye. So yes, sir, to him. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am, to the entirety of that project because whew, it was Sudanese excellence or whew.
1: Somali Sudanese. Excellence, black, yes, sure. or Black Girl but Magic. You know what that reminds black me? People actually magic, it's actually. Um The Guardian did a piece about um Ahmed Alaa's um project which is called
0: Oh Abu Shakima.
1: Yeah, a thousand uh portraits from Sudan. I'm not is that what it's yeah. called?
0: Yeah, his handle yes, is,
1: is Abu Shakima and he's trying to get as many portraits uh from Sudan as possible to show You know, diversity and Mm -hmm. it's such an amazing project. It is. So shout out to him. Yes, he sir. deserves a yes sir this week.
0: He totally does. Um, if you have a yes sir, or yes man that you would like to suggest, recommend to us, or if please, yes. please. Or if you have dry. topics, you know, trash that you want to hit us up with that you think we should discuss and you want to hear our viewpoints on it. Oh, there's enough of that. <laughs> um, you can hit us up on Twitter at Podcast or through the hashtag nsnm or you can email us at no sir ma'am at gmail.com we really want to hear your you know thoughts opinions um your recommendations particularly for yes sir, yes ma'am because we want to push that sudanese excellence tip we want to know who out there is doing great things yes, and being amazing <sighs> that being said girl i my voice is leaving me sayonara it Is leaving my body I am done. My vocal cords are shutting down. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. We're back. Bye. Yep. Bye.